Greetings, everyone. This is the FLN Podcast. Tonight's recording is happening on Thursday, August 31st, 2023. And as you may know, on this energetic podcast, we reinforce the FLN mission, which is to give experienced attorneys and professionals a tremendous opportunity to build and develop valuable connections on a long-term basis. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you to our loyal and regular listeners out there. We appreciate it. We know some of you noticed that we had gone a few weeks without dropping or launching a new episode. So hopefully we will be more consistent in the future as we start to get a little bit more settled in and we don't have as many conflicts and out of the office appointments and we can get right back into recording and providing this great content. So again, for the loyal listeners, welcome back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spreading the word as our metrics for listening to this podcast keep going up. And for the newbies, new timers, first timers, it is great to have you with us. As on this podcast, we continuously strive to routinely, consistently, and effectively deliver some great and exciting content and information. So on this podcast in particular, we talk about networking for attorneys and professionals. We talk business ideas and strategies. We discuss how to network, when to network, why to network, and the best strategies and techniques to make the most of your networking experience. So if you have not had a chance to check out any of the prior episodes, I encourage you to go back to the beginning. That'll give you some good context as to what it is that we're doing here and how we are going to be doing it. Today, my wife and I are scheduled to see the ever-famous, apparently, Barbie movie that has been out for a few weeks, and everyone says it's actually really, really good. So we're going to dive right in for tonight's recording of this podcast. As always, I am your host, the founder of the Florida Lawyers Network, and by way of introduction, I have been a proud member of the Florida Bar since 1997, and it was back in 2010 when I embarked on this wild, crazy, ambitious idea of creating this outstanding network of attorneys and professionals, which today is known as the Florida Lawyers Network. So today, we are going to dive right in and pick up to where we had left off on some of the other episodes. But before we do that, I'm very, very excited. I know I have been foreshadowing some of the upcoming future episodes that we've got on the podcast. And now we have got some dates and things finalized and planned. We are going to be interviewing one of our very few first members of the FLN organization. And this person also happens to hold a very prominent and high profile position with a local bar association. So we are really looking forward to that particular conversation and interviews. So I promise we'll give you plenty of time and notice to know when that is going to be coming up. And then also really, really big news that I'm very happy and proud to announce We are about to make FLN history. We are actively looking for the very first podcast sponsor of the FLN podcast. We've already got a few people that have expressed interest in doing so. 
but only one of them can be the very first sponsor of the FLN podcast. So this very first sponsor that believes in us and helping us spread the message and the word about getting this podcast produced and edited and released out there into the community will undoubtedly have some great and wonderful feature bonuses and benefits for doing so. So we're going to be very, very exciting to introduce the first FLN podcast sponsor here in the upcoming episodes. We might even inject some of those commercial spots or sponsorship spots in some of the prior episodes. So we will definitely keep you posted, but that is very exciting news. We are going to be very exciting to roll that out and let all of our listeners know who our very first FLN podcast sponsor will be because it will be wonderful for us to spread the word and really toot their particular products and services out there that are beneficial to the legal community. So let's go ahead and dive right into our episode for today. As you may recall, in the last few episodes, we've been talking about getting started with using EOS in your law practice. So again, the EOS acronym stands for the Entrepreneur Operating System. And in prior episodes, we discussed the five main areas of every law practice. You've got your marketing, you've got your sales, you've got your operations, your financials, and then your internal office administrations. And then in the subsequent episode in that series, we talked about identifying your three to seven most important things that you want to committed to, dedicated to completing each and every quarter. So in the EOS book, they also refer to it as the rocks, because when you put the rocks into the cylinder first, that ensures that you get the most important things done and completed each and every quarter, which really moves the needle on your particular business. So for those Two topics, both about establishing the structure of your particular law practice and then identifying your three to seven most important things. I refer you back to the prior few episodes so that you can really get some good context and background on that. And then when you combine them here with tonight's episode or this particular episode, things will really start to come together. So, This is our opportunity today to go back now. We are going to be highlighting and reviewing very small snippets of Chapter 5 of the EOS book called Traction. And in that chapter, it's all about data and measuring your numbers and identifying your key performance indicators, creating your scorecard and getting all of those important numbers and metrics in place. So really great line in that particular book says, in God we trust, all others must bring data. So that is definitely the topic for our discussion here on this particular episode. And when you really kind of step back and think about it, tracking numbers in your particular business give you objective, honest, feedback and insight on what exactly is happening in the business. So when you track your numbers, 
and we're going to talk about how to track them here in a second and where to identify them. But when you track your numbers, it helps you identify what is happening in your business. When you know what is happening, you then can provide the necessary attention or improvement or modifications or enhancements to things before you go two, three, four, or five months, and then you realize, oh, crap, this is not going the way we intended. We really have to kind of double back. Also, the numbers, the metrics, the scorecard helps you provide a better indication to predict the future with the important data and the KPIs that are tracked so that you know when you have X number of qualified leads that happen to come in and your conversion rate, let's say, is 50%, then you know that when you get 10 qualified leads every month on average and your conversion rate is 50%, that you'll end up with five clients. And then if you know what your average case value is of those five clients, that'll give you a really good prediction of what future revenue and future modeling can do to keep track of all of those important details and metrics as we do that. So they really talk about in chapter five of the EOS traction book, as the expression goes, what gets tracked gets measured, it gets reviewed, it gets analyzed, it gets improved and it gets optimized. And I promise you, if you really take the time to pour over your information and your data, you're gonna find lots of great tidbits and nuggets that will really highlight things that are going well and things that need some attention. So for those of you that are football fans and fantasy football fans out there, it's not just about your favorite players on your favorite team with the favorite numbers wearing the favorite colors. It is about the numbers. It is about the data. It is about the stats. It is all about being able to crunch all of that information together to give you a good predictive idea as to what is going to happen if you happen to do X, Y, and Z into the future. So many people out there, I'm sure, have seen the movie Moneyball. Same thing. Math and data is your friend. Embrace it because the more you know your numbers, the more you know your data, the more you track your scorecard on a weekly basis, the better decisions you can make, the better you can grow your business, the more efficiently it will become, the more productive and ultimately more profitable. So I promise you, don't get lazy about tracking your numbers, watching your scorecard and creating those KPIs in your business that will make a difference. So the next thing that usually people will talk about is, well, how do you develop a scorecard? So the best advice, and we'll reiterate this again, is to start simple and straightforward. When you create your scorecard, go back to the five main areas in the structure of your law firm and start with that. So you go to your marketing, you go to your sales, your operations, your financials, and your administration. In each one of those particular segments, you're going to find at least one or two or three different numbers that you want to be able to track on a weekly basis. So in your marketing, for example, if your marketing plan says, you know, meet with two or three other people every week or every month or whatever your particular goal happens to be, you can then keep track of that on your scorecard. Okay, so I met with two important referral sources this past weekend. 
on the sales, same thing. The metrics that we would track in the sales, like I mentioned earlier, your total qualified leads, what's your conversion rate, how many of them are showing up for their meetings. And again, we covered this in prior episodes of this podcast as well about knowing those top seven areas within the sales. So those would be an example of the KPIs and the numbers that you would put on your scorecard that really need to be tracked every week because as the studies and the research shows on this and what EOS talks about in their model and in their book is that if you go too long without tracking your numbers, without reporting your numbers, without keeping your finger on the pulse, then two things direct, at least two things I should say, are directly going to happen. Number one, You're not going to get the information when you need to make it to be able to make the proper decisions. And you're not going to have the opportunity to better predict what you need to do in the future in order to get similar results from the data that you are collecting and analyzing and starting to really take a look at. So again, I refer you to the prior episodes to get some good context and feedback on some of the other topics we talked about and getting started with EOS because it's really important. Then go ahead and if you haven't done so already, reread, re-review, read it for the first time, whatever it is, chapter five of the EOS book called Traction about your measurables, about your data, about creating your scorecards and the importance and the essence of why it is that you have to do that. But the biggest message that I want to be able to emphasize to all of our listeners out there is keep track of your numbers. The numbers are your friends. So for us at FLN, for example, Two of the big metrics that we track are, number one, the number of members in each chapter that are attending a power lunch every month, the number of members in each chapter that are attending the chapter meetings every month. Those have a direct and powerful correlation to lots of great business opportunities being spread around amongst the particular members of the chapter. So that's an example of why we keep track of those particular metrics. And I promise you, now that we've been doing it consistently over the last several months, it is extremely enlightening and it really gets us to focus in on some of the most important things that we've got to dive into on the topics in those particular categories like the marketing, the sales, the operations, the financials, and the internal administration. So ultimately, when this particular assignment is started and you get into it, one of the easiest things, of course, to track are your financials. You know, number one, what's your bank balance at the end of a particular week? Number two, what is the weekly revenue in a particular week? We like to track in our mastermind group known as the Advocates Boardroom, we like to track the weekly financial metric, the month-to-date financial metric, the quarter-to-date, and then when we have our live in-person meetings every quarter, we then go over the quarter-to-date, and that gives us an idea of where we need to shift our focus and attention to what's working well, what needs more time, energy, and attention in that regard. So. Again, like I said, ultimately, you want to be able to identify the top 5 to 15 numbers in your business that you want to be able to track every week. But honestly, start easy and simple. If you do nothing else, then do these two things. Number one, keep track of your revenue every week. 
so that you can then add it to your monthly revenue and then you are got your finger on the pulse on the quarterly revenue and then your annual revenue as well. And then number two, keep track of your total qualified leads. Keep track of the number of new clients that you get every month. Keep track of your conversion rate. And at a minimum, that is a way to get started to develop some basic rudimentary elementary numbers that are going to help you get your top five to 15 numbers to develop your scorecard that you're going to review every week. So that rounds out our FLN message of the day and the message for this particular episode and podcast. Before we sign off, I'm going to go ahead and give you a quick quote from Brian Tracy because he had said this before and we covered this on a prior episode of the FLN podcast, but I really enjoy it and I want to get back into it. A lot of times I'll really pick something that I want to be able to make sure I emphasize for my own self to really make sure I've got my ducks in a row, as they say. So this particular quote from Brian Tracy says the following. Number one, set the table. Decide exactly what it is that you want. Clarity is essential. You want to be able to write out your goals and objectives before you begin. The advantage of doing that is that when you plan every day in advance and you think on paper, that means every minute that you spent planning can save you anywhere from 5, 10, 15 minutes in the execution. So give it some thought, give it some reflection, plan it out, think it out, and then bam, get to action, make it happen. Just don't get so paralyzed that you're not going to take any action because that defeats the purpose of moving forward. So on that note, our final thoughts and comments here again, we are going to be very excited to announce the very first sponsor of the FLN podcast coming up here shortly. And if you want to be able to reach us, you want to be able to go ahead and send us an email to FLN at FloridaLawyersNetwork.com. We also encourage you to check out the prior episodes and visit us also at the FLNPodcast.com for good content, information, and material about the prior podcasts and episodes that we've got out there. So on that note, make it a great day, make it a great week, make it a great month, and we will see you back here next time, everybody, on the FLN Podcast. Over now.